The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Negotiate Anything. Thanks for spending time with us today. It's listeners like you in 181 different countries that have made Negotiate Anything the most popular negotiation and conflict resolution podcast in the world. I'm your host, Kwame Christian. I'm a business lawyer, mediator, professor, and the director of the American Negotiation Institute. Before we get started, I have two quick questions for you. Is negotiation a critical part of what you do? Do you need to resolve conflict and persuade at work? If you answered yes to both of those questions, visit our website to learn more about our negotiation workshops. We've traveled the country working with professionals just like you, and we'd love to have the opportunity to work with you too. Check out the link in the description to learn more. Our guest today is Shane Ray Martin. Shane is the co-founder of a Silicon Valley-based startup teaching introverts how to negotiate with extroverts. Shane's greatest work is done volunteering at the National Suicide Hotline, where nearly every conversation is a life-or-death negotiation. And that's why we're having Shane on the show today, because he's going to teach us a little bit about the techniques that they use to have these difficult conversations with people in crisis. I know you're going to get a lot out of this one, so without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Shane, thanks for joining us today. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the podcast, Kwame. Really appreciate your work. My pleasure. Hey, thank you. And it, it is a pleasure to have you on. How about you get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. I can tell you a little bit about myself. It's, but before I do it, again, I want to just say thank you for the podcast. For, for it to be in over 180 countries, it's, a, it's really a pleasure. And it's, it's really made a difference in, in my life. And in my life, I had the the chance to go to 41 countries and it, it's just a journey to communicate with people of different backgrounds and of different lives and of course of different languages right too uh, but now i found myself living here in the beautiful san francisco bay of silicon valley and i work at an amazing company called pole everywhere which was in the y combinator which is a famous accelerator back in 2008 and so i'm on the sales team here and really enjoying what it takes to succeed and thrive in sales here in Silicon Valley and taking it day by day because it's a process and we make lots of mistakes, right? So that's been a journey. And uh, even more so a journey has been doing a little bit of a side business with a mentor of mine uh, who started a course that's teaching introverts how to communicate and negotiate with extroverts. In Silicon Valley, that means teaching engineers or techie folks to negotiate with salespeople like me. So that's also been a journey. It's been a ride. And it's a it's just a really a fun thing to to see results ultimately. And then on Saturdays, what we're gonna talk about today, which I'm really excited to dive in with you, is my time that I volunteer at the Warmline Hotline here in San Francisco. And we'll talk more about that. But I'm really excited to share the learnings and some stories too from that. And then on Sundays, I volunteer at my church here called Hillsong, which I'm really enjoying as well. So that's a little bit about me. That is fantastic. Shane, this is this is great because you have such a diversity of experience and 41 countries. That is incredible. One of these days, I want to be like you. I'm creeping along slowly. <laughs> but yeah, this is great because your diversity of experience when it comes to 
having these difficult conversations. You're having them in the uh, in the sales arena, in the business world, and in your volunteer experience at, at your church and what we're going to talk about today with the suicide hotline. Uh, this is going to be fantastic, and I'm excited to, to chat with you about it. So how about you get us started with a brief intro and, and telling us the three things that we're going to focus on today? Yeah, so the three things that we're going to focus on is based off Carl Rogers, who's a very, very famous psychologist. And his, very, his most impactful work is revolving around empathetic listening. So what that means for all of us is the better we listen, the more people will agree or be influenced by our ideas. And ultimately today, the biggest takeaways from that are learning how to be non-judgmental in a conversation to using silence. That's really, really powerful. So I'm excited to share a little bit about that and difficult and how we use that in negotiation conversations. And then the third one is changing our vocabulary. So using words that uh, make us feel good, make us that are soothing, and that moves the needle ultimately in any sort of conversation that you're trying to have, whether it be with a friend or with a coworker or even a boss when you're trying to get a raise. Fantastic. Perfect. So let's start off with number one, being non-judgmental. What, what does that mean? Yeah, being non-judgmental means a lot of things. When we judge others, we're creating distance. So what I've really learned, and I'm still practicing, of course, because I'm human, is that I really have to be aware of myself. We have to be aware of before we respond to something. So pausing before you respond is totally okay. You know, as long as pause isn't 20 seconds and someone's saying on the other line, are you still there? <laughs> but, but yeah, it just being non-judgmental allows our prospects or your friend, whoever you're communicating with, um, the ability to make their own choice. And that's what the best negotiators do is they allow the prospect ultimately to make their own choice. Uh, it's, like, it's like giving your client freedom to be themselves in a sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I love the the fact that you talk about self-awareness because in order to be able to communicate effectively and connect with other people, we need to know who we are first in order to connect with them. And so that self-awareness is going to be a critical piece. And pausing is really an underutilized technique because when it comes to these difficult conversations, the emotional part of our brain is going to have the first shot at interpreting events. And usually, especially if it's a kind of heated conversation or an emotionally laden conversation, our first interpretation isn't going to be good. The first thing that we want to say isn't always productive. So taking that time <laughs> before responding is, is really helpful. So when it comes to being non-judgmental, what would you say are the biggest barriers when it comes to that part of the equation? When it comes to that part of the equation, as far as being judgmental, it's that we all have judgments. We all judge things. We all perceive things. We all see things through our own lenses. So whether you're giving a presentation in front of everyone or in a negotiation with a 10 people from a different company, they're all going to see the situation from their own lens. So bypassing judgment, again, gives freedom to the other person to really be themselves and, and show their true selves and give you accurate information to ultimately help you close the deal or move the needle or take next steps in the conversation. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it does a really great job for building trust. I know when I mm. think about the people that I really enjoy talking to and the people that I share the most information with, 
I know these are the people who are not going to vilify me <laughs> for my thoughts, feelings, mm. or actions, you know? I can have these conversations and leave them not feeling bad about myself. When it comes to being non-judgmental, what are some of those things that we can say where we don't mean to be judgmental, but the other person interprets it as judgmental? Yeah, when they interpret things as judgmental, and people will interpret things as judgmental, again, because they're seeing things through their own lens. And so what I have found to be most beneficial and helpful to, again, move the needle in a sense in a conversation is to admit your faults. Say, hey, listen, I don't mean to be judgmental. Or you could say something like, based on what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, and then go into the statement in which you're trying to communicate. So there's lots of, in a sense, ways out of saying things that will leave the other person not feeling non or not feeling like they've been being judged. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. And one thing that I've noticed is helpful for me as a mediator when we're having these difficult conversations is encouraging people after they share information, especially if the information might seem incriminating or otherwise problematic. Sometimes I don't know what to say. Sometimes I am taken aback, like, oh, my gosh, what have you said? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> oh, no. What just happened? Uh, but in order to not seem judgmental, one of the things I do is I say, well, first of all, I, I just want to appreciate and thank you for sharing that information because I know that's not, e that's not easy. But I appreciate it, and it helps me to do my job as a mediator because now I can, I, since I have this information, I can try to help you to find some solutions. And so showing that appreciation creates a little bit of positive reinforcement that makes them recognize, hey, it's safe telling Kwame this information. It's, it's a good thing. And people like being praised. And so it makes it more likely for them to share that type of information again in the future. Yeah, and exactly. We don't know what sort of information we'll share. So being non-judgmental really helps you unearth sort of information you would have never have gotten if you had preconceived notions. And that makes you think of a story uh, that happened while working on the Warmline hotline. And there was someone who was calling in just feeling lonely and probably had some unfortunate circumstance, maybe a death in the family, but ultimately was just really sort of depressed. And something had gone on in their life, and I could have made up all these judgments in my head about their circumstances, uh, saying, you know, in, in my mind, I could have been like, oh, this person's crazy, ridiculous, out of her mind. And maybe, maybe, maybe he or she was, <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> it turns out that uh, being non-judgmental and just being curious uh, were the two things that were really powerful in that conversation because it unearthed that she actually had a, a rare form of cancer that was really hurting her, even though she had other things in her life going on too. And the person felt comfortable sharing uh, because I didn't judge what she had originally stated, and we unearthed things that we would have never have found. So being non-judgmental from the beginning and then throughout the conversation really unearths things that we would otherwise never get. And that's something that I always remember. Does your company invest in professional development training? If you believe that your team would benefit from a negotiation workshop, all you need to do is go to our website, fill out the workshop request form, and then we'll set up a time to chat. These workshops are completely customizable and we've done them all around the country. 
negotiation and conflict resolution skills are beneficial across all professions, but they're especially useful in procurement, purchasing, sales, sourcing, and contract management. Our calendar is filling up quickly, and we even have some workshops scheduled for next year. If you think you might want one, I'd suggest reaching out soon so you don't miss out. Check out the link in the description to learn more. And now, back to the show. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the LinkedIn Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love it, man. This is this is great. And people listening sometimes might say, really, is it that simple? But yes, <laughs> it really, it really is. Because again, yeah. when it comes to negotiation, this is an information game. The more information you have, the better off you'll be and the more able you will be to create solutions. So being non-judgmental, even though it sounds simple, it's difficult in execution, number one, but it is incredibly, incredibly powerful if done correctly. It is powerful. It's it's amazing how just being curious really helps. It genuinely helps. And just asking questions to find that information, and we'll cover that later, uh, also helps as well. Definitely. Perfect. Well, let's move on to silence. So in your experience, how does silence impact how we have these conversations? Silence is powerful. So, so powerful. And a top salesperson who works here in Silicon Valley named Ramon at a big, big company said the other day as we were chatting that on his calls with clients, he only speaks 25% of the time. He told me prospects should be doing 75% of the talking. And I was blown away. This guy is full of knowledge. So, And I'm thinking this very, very successful person is telling me to only talk 25% of the time in my calls. And I was shocked, but I took that advice and I'm taking that advice and still working on it. Uh, but it's so, so powerful because it does almost what being non-judgmental does as well. It, it unearths things that you would never, ever get in a conversation to, of course, move the needle once again. So when we let our prospect or our friend or the person we're communicating with like think, feel, and fill the silence, then things can really happen. 
things can special things can happen really absolutely and what's really interesting is that if you ask the questions in the right way you can create a scenario where the person actually persuades themselves if you ask the right questions at the right time and make them think about the right things but at the the whole time they feel autonomy over the process because they don't feel as though you're lecturing them because that's patronizing and often a response and people just reflectively fighting back but if you ask the right questions you can lead them to where you want them to go and then they feel as though they had a part in it and so they can take ownership in the outcome mm, what have you found to be some of the best questions that you use and then use silence afterwards yeah so it it all depends on on the scenario but uh for instance if it's a scenario where somebody gives an offer that's untenable so as a lawyer sometimes it's a monetary request and i've tried many times to say listen this 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 would not do well for my client's business and they they should have reason to understand what the financial situation is so instead of using a sentence that ends in a period i'll use a sentence that ends in a question mark to convey that but i want them to get there themselves so i might say so what impact do you think this would have on the business operations if we were to give you $100,000 by July 6th and then silence and so they're not anticipating having to defend their position in in that way because what i'm trying to do is i'm recruiting them to <laughs> negotiate on my behalf because i'm trying to get them to think this deal is untenable but i know as the other party they're going to say okay of course he's going to say that so i have my responses ready and locked and ready to go but if i say how do you think this impacts me now they have to think through it and then they might come to the conclusion themselves it makes it more likely for them to adopt it rather than reflexively rejecting it right and they feel like it sounds like that they're solving the problem for you in their own way and they're feeling heard too exactly exactly and the the thing that is difficult when it comes to asking great questions is that oftentimes it takes a little bit of time for that question to work because the question might catch them off guard it might be something that they've never considered and when you're asking them to unearth that it takes a little bit of that of time for that cognition to take place but what often happens is we ask the question and then we feel the silence and then we feel awkward and then we say something else Very awkward. and ruin the the question now now they you've let them off the hook uh, and so it's <laughs> you can't let that happen you need to be willing to to deal with that silence and give the the question some time to work it it really does feel awkward good thing i i i think i thrive in awkwardness but sometimes it's still <laughs> really tough it's really tough and it makes me think about uh, towards the end of your book it talks about how speaking less actually gets you more and it's like the ultimate paradox of negotiation because sometimes we talk ourselves out of a deal or talk ourselves talk ourselves out of a resolution that could have otherwise been completed but instead we use silence instead. Exactly. And first of all, thank you for buying the book. And then secondly, thank you for reading the book. And thirdly, thank you for getting to the point where you could reference something toward the end of the book. <laughs> that means a lot to me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all highlighted and colorful. So there's lots of good nuggets in there that we could talk about for hours about it, really. Definitely. Oh, man, that's cool. Thank you. Now, Izzy, now I'm glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Kwame 
Tommy blush on his own right. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, cool. Well, let's move on to wording. This is so powerful, but I think you might be the first person to specifically label this as one of the three things you wanted to discuss. And as a psychology nerd, I'm pumped that it's coming out of um, Carl Rogers' playbook. So tell us a little bit more about wording when it comes to these conversations. The most powerful word in any sort of difficult conversation that I've experienced on the Warmline hotline and also here in sales is the other person's name. Hmm. Their name is so, so powerful. I love to hear my name. And sometimes it can be overbearing uh, to say someone's name 20 times in a conversation is not what I'm saying. That's just creepy. Uh, <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is uh, we could try to drop it at particular times throughout a conversation uh, to make the other person feel heard and to make them feel understood. And that's what negotiations about is aligning yourselves together in which you can ultimately help the other person discover their own goal to be yours. And so the name is really, really powerful. Now, there's a whole list of words that you could use when it comes to changing your vocabulary. But bottom line, bar none, is that when we speak less, our words mean more. And Simon Sinek talks quite a bit about this in a few of his books and in his in his videos on YouTube and in his TED Talks. But it talks about just how we can use words that are safe, like making things easier for people, saying the word honest, saying I'm sorry or I'm afraid to start out certain sentences or saying even things like if I were in your situation, I would feel or saying something like it seems like blank is important to you. It's another ooh, another really, really interesting thing is if someone's ever raising your voice at you, and hopefully that's, this doesn't happen to you, but if a boss or, or someone ever comes pounding their fists on the table, the sweat's rolling down their forehead, and they're going to say something really impactful, and it comes out really loud, what you could say in that situation is, hey, listen, Kwame, it's hard to understand you when you're yelling. And that will bring the person back down to to reality in a sense, or in this case, uh, hopefully back down to earth. Uh, to where you can foster a conversation that really matters. And that way they can feel like they can continue the conversation on the same level. Because that's what we have to do as negotiators and communicators. This is brilliant. And essentially what we're doing here is we're following the law of supply and demand when it comes to the words that we use. If we if we talk too much, we have now flooded the market <laughs> with our words and now it has less mm. value. And so by following the 70-30 rule or 25-75 rule where we're speaking less 25 or 30% of the time, when we do speak, it makes it more impactful. And then I love what you said about using the person's name at strategic times. And so there are going to be times where it is there is a, I guess we could call it an inflection point in the conversation where we could either go this way or we could go that way. And sometimes people get habituated to the way that we talk, but by having those conversations where we say the person's name at strategic times, it gets their attention. He hasn't said my name in a while. This must be something important. And so I really, really like that technique. Again, so simple, but so powerful because it doesn't matter what you say if the person isn't listening. And if you draw their attention to the important point you're going to make by saying their name at strategic times, it, it makes your words more powerful. It, it does make your words more powerful. And it, it's so 
very real. And I think of using words in a conversation, using good words, like what we're talking about in a conversation, like having a, a first night's sleep on fresh, clean, warm sheets. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. It just feels right. Something's right about it. So that's a great, great thing that we can all take into our next difficult conversation or any conversation, really. I love this. Man, this has been helpful. This is really, really good. I, I really like how actionable all of this is. This is stuff that people can take from this conversation and use in their very next conversation. So I really appreciate you for um, keeping it simple and keeping it practical. Yeah, keeping it practical is so critical to any sort of conversation because there's no, we don't have to be Oxford professors to communicate. We can just talk like humans and, and get the job done and ultimately, again, align the other person's goals to our own as negotiators, but in a way in which there's fairness and in a way in which people feel heard, understood. It's so powerful. I love it. Perfect. Well, before you go, can you tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and uh, again, remind them of some of the projects you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to connect with anyone listening to the podcast right now. My LinkedIn is definitely the go-to place for that. My name is Shane, S-H-A-N-E, then Ray, R-A-Y, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. And I would love to connect with folks talking about any sort of difficult conversations like what we talked about today. And of course, negotiation, it's a passion of mine and continually to learn about it each and every day because it's really a slow burn. It takes time to really become great at handling these conversations. And I'm no wizard at it, but I'm really dedicating time to learning it, just like all of us who are listening here today. So I really appreciate the podcast. It's changed my life. And as well as the online course that you have going on, Kwame, with your company and going through that has been a journey and I'm excited to see how the rest of that unravels and hopefully more people can get hooked up onto the course as well because that's also more actionable things that are making a difference in every single conversation that I have. So again, thank you so much and I look forward to connecting with everyone on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thank you again for your kind words and thanks for coming on the show today. This has been great. Thanks, Kwame. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you're liking what you're hearing, please leave a review and subscribe and tell your friends. Our goal is to help as many people as possible. And when you leave reviews, it makes it easier for people to find us in the searches. Thanks again for being a listener. I'll catch you in the next one.